0: welcome everyone this is be inspired i am really excited for our guest today this is Manny stain she is she's this wonderful lady that i just happened to stumble across through through social media and linkedin and we had a fabulous conversation months ago i think it was now like four or five six months ago and she just made this incredible impression on me and she's a successful entrepreneur in uh, occupational health out of South Africa. so welcome, Annie. I'm so excited to have you on the show.
1: Thank you, thank you so much. Um, I'm very excited to be here. Um, yeah, my heart is so much with women and especially with young entrepreneurs because it's a very long, very tough and lonely road at times. So anything I can do to help support them and make their life a little easier than mine was, um, I'm here. so let's let's see what we can do to just even if we if people leave with one gem today, i believe we would have achieved a lot so yes let's see how we can we can make fun of
0: it absolutely absolutely 100% one of the things that i really appreciated about our chat because i told you you know i'm interviewing entrepreneurs especially female entrepreneurs want to write a book i really feel like there's not enough support out there for entrepreneurs it's a it is it's a lonely road a lot of the you know the celebration and all the things that you see that's later but it's the grinding it out all through. And so I want to get into some of the questions that I think are on people's minds that they don't always get to ask. Right. So what do you think now, this is key for you specifically, but just in general, you know, what do you think made you venture into the entrepreneurial world? Like how did you get started in that space?
1: Uh, well, like everybody else, I guess there's a long story, but it starts with, um, a little human deep down inside. So um, I'm one of those with the the tough the tough life story, um, which happens very, very often. Uh, I'm the middle girl of two brothers older than me and two younger than me. so I had the privilege of being a little sister and a big sister. So um, you know you get a little bullied and you do a little bullying on the side and you have to be really tough in that environment. Um, there were some other you know issues in that. but deep down inside, no matter what happened to me, I always believed that there was a reason that I was me. You know, there's all these other people out there, but there's a reason that I am me. And the most important thing that I think happened deep down inside is, I never saw myself, maybe it's because I just had brothers, but I never saw myself as just a girl. I saw myself as just a person of the female gender, or, or just a person who happens to be a girl. And it's, it's, it was many years down the line the first time someone told me I couldn't do something because I was a girl I grew up in the 80s and um, in Africa in the 80s where it was very traditional sort of upbringing we were not permitted to to do stuff I was 14 years old it was the first time I was told I can't do something Um, and I had applied to do French in 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 high school and the headmaster called me and told me that the French class is full I needed to motivate why I want to study French and I said, well, obviously, um, I want to be a pilot, and I need a second language. And he explained to me very nicely that women cannot be international pilots in that day. And it was the first time that someone had, had actually told me that I can't do anything. And and it, it was hard. And I want you to know, he took me out of French, and um, I never got to learn that French. But um, I did typing, <laughs> and thank goodness, because I type like a, like a queen now, and Something inside me was just like, okay, watch me. Sure, I didn't become a pilot. And later on, I did try fly and I actually hated it. So I'm glad I didn't do it. But um, yes, it's just the fact that we have so many um, things that we have to just keep, you know, uh, approaching or so many challenges we have to just keep keep handling. And it just takes strength. It just takes inner strength. And I just knew that um, I want to do something different. I fell in love with business in accountancy at high school. We had a really awful teacher, actually, very strict, very difficult um, teacher. But after school, we had a thing called business games. And um, I loved that because we would go and then we would have stupid challenges. They would say, well, you know, you have so much money and you have, uh, you know, you've got to think of something. So our little team got together and we we got we bought some wood and we bought some meat and we were selling um sausage rolls on the side of the road, you know, like bread rolls with like, like hot dogs kind of thing um, on the side of the road. Just it was, but it wasn't for real. It was all um, in pretend. I loved it. Uh, Just something inside me was one day I'm going to have a business, but there wasn't money for university. There wasn't money to go and study, to be an accountant or something that I really wanted to be. So I got a sponsorship as a nurse and I went and I became a nurse and a good nurse. And I then became a midwife and a very good midwife. I then studied and specialized in occupational medicine, and I did that well. And then I decided, because occupational medicine is medicine in corporates and industries. And I was then finally at a point where I could take my medical background and turn it into a business. And my company this year is 27 years old and employs about 60, 70 people. And, and I've also branched off and have um, investment properties. I work, you know, I rent my own properties internally from one, one company to another, equipment rentals. And obviously I have some um, some condos or apartments that I rent out, et cetera, et cetera. So, but all because um, I was just a person. <laughs> anyway, that's, that's just how I see it.
0: It sounds like, you know, it came from that inner strength of developing that inner strength and finding something that you wanted and then finding the right timing to be able to, create the, the dream that you have, the, the business mind, and really let it flourish at, at the right time. So I I love what's on your pages is merging medicine and industry. You know, when I got into the financial industry, I was like, I want to marry medicine and money. Like, I want to put them together because you don't have that, you know? So, you know, I'm curious, just running a business in South Africa, and then also having all of these things going on here in the US, how is business different? I mean, is the entrepreneur different in South Africa versus the United States? Um, It's very different. It's different, but obviously
1: the same. So your personality traits that you need, um, I think are very similar. You need to be, you you need to trust yourself and you need to trust your instincts to a large extent. And you need to be very kind to yourself at the same time, because if you don't mess up, then you haven't learned. So um, you, we need to remember that it's, you know, it's like three steps forward, one step backward, two steps forward, three steps backward. As long as you keep going upwards, you're doing great. Um, so that's that's important. But those are the principles. However, um, I did find that, you know, I do find it's very, very diff- different um, from South Africa to here. South Africa, or um, well, let me put it the other way around. In America, there's a lot less poverty, And people also don't have like a poverty mindset, people like to spend, they like to spend on themselves, they like to indulge a little, Um, whether they like to admit it or not, you know, when the neighbor gets a new car, it's like, I mean, the amount of times people, you know, say things like, my car is four years old or three years old, I I need to upgrade or I need a new lease. Um, You know, it's like so different. Whereas um, you know in Africa it's like we celebrate because you have a car <laughs> and it's actually working so it's, it's actually different. obviously not everybody's um, you know the poor etc etc but I'm talking about the general population so that is a very very big difference that I found um, so people here have a spending culture whether it be for things that they need or things that they just want people spend easily so it makes it easy to have a business um, companies and corporates will also easily spend whereas in Africa we have tighter budgeting um we have to turn that the, the you know we have to turn the coin over can i put it uh, we have to you know you really have to make good use of what you have so that makes it really difficult in business because you've got to find something that people absolutely need that there's not only a want but a need as well whereas yeah, i think it's a lot more fun um i honestly would love to know why i couldn't have been in a place like this, from very very young, obviously it wasn't meant to be, um, and I faced my challenges, and I've, I've enjoyed it. But yes, uh, so opportunities here are are rife. Um, there's just so much that that you can achieve if you want to. It's going to take hard work. It doesn't matter. There's no there's no cruise. You know, there's no easy way of doing it. But um, I do really believe that it's it's easier here. Also, your consumer, as I said, is different. But also your legislation is different. It's a lot easier. America understands that if we support the entrepreneur, if we support the business owner, we have money. Uh, our country does well. Uh, Africa is not quite like that. It's, it's got a very different attitude towards entrepreneurs and, and business owners. It's, they're not nice to you. And this might sound really crazy, but they're not nice to you. It's as if you owe the world because you've done so well and uh, the poor little employee is sort of working their little fingers to the bone for you to have that fancy vehicle. Whereas here, an employee expects the employer to do well, because if you do well then, or you look like you're flourishing, then I know that my job is secure. Can
0: you understand? There's just a very different um, way of thinking. It's just a slight nuance, but it makes a massive difference, you know? It it really does. So
1: I, I think that, you know, anyone who's here is very fortunate um, because it's just such a lovely environment. I reckon it's it's definitely so much more, I'm sure it must be more fun to make it. It's going to be hard. It's not easy for anybody, but you have opportunities and you can create them and I think there's a better market. The other thing that I found, um, you know, very, very different is that everything's obviously different because South Africa is a British um, Commonwealth country. So uh, everything's done in the British sort of way using, you know, Dutch Roman law. Uh, so when I studied law of contract, I've studied Roman Dutch law. When uh, I learn how we do things, you know, we write our date differently. It's very basic. Obviously, everything is metric where we come from, but everything else is also different. So we have things like um, in our banking system, I would you know, go to someone that would sign what we would call a debit order which in America is called an ACH, but doesn't work the same at all. I mean, it's a completely different thing, but it's kind of the same thing. That took a long time to learn. Um, Online banking platforms work completely differently. We haven't written checks in South Africa since 2001 at all. I don't even own a checkbook. Um, So to come back to learning how to write a check and having to Google, what gets where on a check, I'm not joking, I have not written checks. So I mean, we we did have checks when I was younger. Yes. And I'm one of the few, I'm one of the last people who've actually written checks in my country. Um, My daughter's in her thirties and has never ever owned a checkbook or even she's yeah, she, she would even laugh if she heard this conversation. There's no such thing. So um, those are the things that are really <laughs> so. Banking is different. Um, those are, but but again, for me, having such a strong background in what I have done before, I'm loving the adventure. It's almost like you know you're used to driving a big car, and now you get to drive a little mini um, child's vehicle. You know, there's just something uniquely special. Okay, that's a bit of a strange. But you know, you used to one thing, and it's it's a different flavor of food, basically. So yeah, I'm, I'm loving the adventure. Um, yeah, I could carry on forever about the differences, but they're not wrong. they're different. And I'm loving it.
0: It's amazing. Well, I'm so excited to have you, have you here and you know be taking the, the mindset and the shift. And I've, I've always felt, you know, I, I was born in this country, I was raised in this country, and I've seen so many people who come from other countries who are so grateful to be here and and really feel like we you, you don't know. How good we have it, you know. You have a lot of, you know, you know, a lot of people out there that are like, oh, it's this or it's that or blah blah blah. But when you come from another country, you're like, you're missing all the wonderful things to be grateful for that other countries don't have, you know. So, yes, it's hard work to be an entrepreneur, but I I really appreciate the perspective to be able to see what it's like being an entrepreneur from another country versus the U.S. It's just it's night and day. Not,
1: it's still not utopia you know, it's still yeah. not going to be super easy. And yeah. I, I, I do believe in, in no way should we ever undermine the challenges that people face or are going to face. But I do believe that the, the chances of a success is just so much better. And yeah, I think it's wonderful.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's interesting you said that because <clears throat> no matter what, I think it's going to be hard work. You're going to have ups and downs. And you said something early on in that answer about being kind to yourself and reminding, you know, being good to yourself and, you know, reminding yourself that you're okay. You're, you're, you're making headway. So kind of leads into my next question. I have so many for you. (laughs) Um, what about mental health and, and, and men and becoming successful in the entrepreneurial space? We, you know, there's so much going on in the news and, you know, everything that's happened these last few years. So many people are really mindful of, you know, taking self-care and, you know, being good to yourself, and you know, how do you feel entrepreneurs are good at that, and then maybe where do they need some work? Okay, um, all right. So it's your means. Sorry, maybe from your experience, you know, yeah. what do you? What do you, think you could have done it's, it's like you're
1: triggering the the, the 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 deeper inner me, and it's the, it's the it's something I had to do for myself. It's something that wasn't taught to me. It wasn't something that, that um, anybody had to do. It was just something that, that okay, so I, let me put it this way. Mental balance and mental health is actually very easy, all right? But it all happens in your head. Okay, so this is your mind, your head. So you actually have to take control. So you can't be a successful um, entrepreneur in any shape or form if you don't have self-control, guts, and ingenuity. And I'm going to go back to the self-control because the self-control is your mind. You're in control of your mind. Um, so you need to understand that it's going to be a lonely path. And yes, you you do have friends and, and you have family and you want to share your ideas with people. But when you're a real entrepreneur, especially a female entrepreneur, um, you're socially a little awkward, you're different to other people. And a lot of people are going to be a little bit like, yeah, that's nice. Okay, that's lovely. Pass me the salt. (laughs) You know, um, when I went and opened my first bank account, the bank manager actually gave me like a little debit card and taught me how to use the ATM. And, and, and I left there. And those days we actually had checks and everything still. I left there with my little ATM card and I thought I was so clever until I learned about business. And I was like, really? You know, <laughs> it was, it was anyway, but it took me many years. It was difficult. So it's, it's people are often gonna look down at you because there's uh, so, many, so many wannabes out there and you gotta turn your inner self from a wannabe to a gonna be. And, and it's, it's, it's a me thing. And this is between me and myself and most of this relationship, in my opinion, Really will be that because very few people are going to really understand you. So don't expect others to actually be excited for you all the time or to support you all the time, like for real, you know? Um, and it's not jealousy, it's just people don't understand that you're uniquely wired. So celebrate yourself quietly with yourself. So, what do you do in a crisis? Here's my little secret. Okay. So, what do you do in a crisis? I don't take any tablets. I don't take anything for stress or anything like that. I like to be in control. Um, I do have a half a glass of wine reasonably often, but apart from that, uh, nothing. Um, so what, how do I do it? I, I mean, I do have immense amounts of uh, stress. I've immigrated, semigrated. I still travel up and down a lot. So basically, this is my way. I call it Mandy's way, right? So Mandy's way basically is that if you think that um, it's just too much or that the world is gonna cave in you know that feeling I mean everybody knows that feeling it's like you're about to cave in it's it's oh exactly it's just it's like a meltdown and and you start to panic there's only one thing to do and stop just stop everything you just stop oh but the children won't have meals or whatever just stop okay um everything of course you need to eat something and yes, the kids need a meal, but they don't have to have a five course meal and the neighbors who, or the the in-laws who are going to come for dinner, just cancel it. Not because you're having a crisis, but because right now you need to cancel it. All right. And then do nothing. Then after that, you're going to think that maybe this is a bit of a strange philosophy. Okay. But this is how I see it. Just stop doing everything. So I, I started my business when my children were three and five years old, something like that. So I have been a mommy Right throughout, um, you know, this this particular time. So now, what you do is need to. Okay, you need to recognize that when crisis mode kicks in, this is this is legit psych stuff, okay? When um, a crisis mode kicks in, the opposite of your personality kicks in. So if you're a thinker, you stop thinking and you just do spontaneous things just to get it done. So someone you someone's sitting on you for a decision, they're pushing you for a decision, and you'll find when that feeling happens, uh, there's something inside. I, we all know that feeling. Um, you just make decisions to make it happen. If you're normally quiet, have you ever seen a really quiet introverted person just suddenly crack? Yes. Something just changes, right? And, and they become beyond ugly. I mean, you don't recognize this person because they are overreacting. Um, if you are normally an emotionally stable person, all right, you just become to either just sob frantically or you just like have a little freak out, even if it's just internally. I think you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. um, so what you need to do, right then, is you become—you've got to become emotionally immature, uh, sorry, emotionally mature enough to know that what your potential behavior is going to be, and just stop. Sometimes you can feel I'm on the edge, and that is fantastic. I'm yeah. on the edge. I'm about to get there. I'm going to stop. All right. Then what do I do? Um, it's time. I've just stopped. It's like okay, Mandy. I stopped. I said, well, it's very simple. I trust myself. I've gone into business with myself. I leave my children with myself. I drive myself at a very high speed on the motorway. I make sure my car is serviced. I don't know how much you trust yourself, but if you don't trust yourself, you've got a problem. But more than anybody else, and yeah, probably because of my upbringing, I trust me first and foremost. So what I do is I book a meeting with myself, a formal meeting with myself. I don't do it for tonight because I'm freaking out. I'll do it probably for tomorrow. tonight, I'll just have dinner and burgers, whatever I need to do, and I'll just relax because I know that the person that I trust will be there for me tomorrow. So I book a meeting with myself. I then know because I, you know, I know that I give good advice. I know that other people trust me if they're having a meltdown as well. So why not trust myself? Then what I normally do is I schedule an appointment with myself um, and stop making any decisions or anything to that effect. I then go to a different place. What I mean by a different place? I mean a different place. Not somewhere where after half an hour, um, I need to just suddenly go and just turn the the chicken or I need to quickly pick up the kids. I remove myself from anything and everything familiar. So my favorite thing to do is to find a hole in the wall restaurant where I'm supporting a local other lady preferably (laughs) or a type of coffee shop. Um, That's my favorite. But I have been known to have these in a park a friend's living room, the boardroom of a client. <laughs> um, just anywhere where um, myself and my most trusted person can actually go in and seek counsel. So I just go to a different place. I then take a book. And in fact, if I'm being honest, I have one right here. I, I had one of these meetings with myself in December. So I take a book, all right, with me and a pen, nothing else. Uh, maybe my cell phone, but, but generally just that. Okay, then I have a meeting with myself and what I really like doing is I look for my little hole in the wall that's really my favorite. I get a little corner far away, and I walk in I say I hope you don't mind but I'm here for a meeting. I'm going to be here for most of the day. I'm not joking. Most of the day I've done over eight hour sessions. Uh, it depends on how bad it is. <laughs> it's been bad. <laughs> it's been really bad before. I've done sessions as short as two hours, and one hour. I go there i walk in and because i want to support them and i want to make this into an event i mean if you had a big business meeting what would you do you would cater you would have a, an agenda right so i respectfully do that so i i sit down i, I get food so i i go to my, my little small business i'll say to them hey at 10 a.m i would like a cup of coffee at 12 would you bring me a caesar salad with some chicken and um at at 2 p.m i would like a, some black tea and a slice of carrot cake you know, just something like that. Mm-hmm. And I just, I plan all of this and I go through and I go and visit there. Can you see what I just did? Yeah. I stopped the chaos. Yeah. I stopped the chaos and I leaned on the only person I cannot lie to, the only person who knows my inner thoughts, the only person who got me where I am, right? Mm-hmm. But in a professional and respectful manner, mm-hmm. not leaning on the girl like we often do, not carelessly. Um, expecting me to just come through for me, uh-uh. respecting that woman of, of of stature, okay, as as she is,
0: okay, giving and then her, for me, her rightful
1: time, right, okay?
0: giving her her rightful time, exactly,
1: and her respect, her yeah. respect. In the middle of my crisis, okay, this is what I need to do. And I've had a lot of people say you're nuts, you're just nuts. I'm like I am, but you know what? I don't have to take medication my stuff is successful, and I come out of that with something that I cannot i cannot tell you what comes out of. So now what I do, I take a book that I can only tear pages out of, all right, and what I do is I, I have a front and a back of the book, and I, this one's already got pages missing because I, I've been actioning, and then I take a page, a subject, now it depends on your will. my board is quite big, all right, Um, But the front is for business for me. The back is for, um, I currently have three books because I've got three business models I'm busy on. But the back is for my personal life. And then I do one page per subject. So for example, when my children were still kids and at home, my daughter would have a page. My son would have a page. My husband would have a page. My um, hobby activities would have a page. Because you see, when you're freaking out, it's because there's just so much information running around in your head. There's just so much that you, you're so scared that you're going to drop the balls. Yeah. So how about we count the balls and we unpack the balls? I then unpack everything. I then go into the business and I break it down into every one of my businesses has a book. And then every one of the business units has a book. So I have a, a page for finance. Sorry, has a page. I have a page for finance. I have a page for each division, each division in the company. I have quite a few divisions. And I then just sit down and I become the division. So, you're a girl, you're a woman, you're a lady, you understand our minds all over the show. Mm-hmm. So, I'll be sitting there being the division, and I'm like, oh, you know, I really need to get new PCs for the accounting division because it keeps falling over. And this is, and I, I quantify, I then assign who can do this for me who can help me because right now so am I going to do it who's going to do it and that's why my cell phone goes with because sometimes I text someone and just take it off the list immediately but usually I just would make a to-do list and I first of all try to sign as much as I can to to somebody else from there while I'm busy I'm like oh my gosh my daughter's ballet I keep forgetting to pay ballet I page to her page and I write there, set up a monthly payment for ballet I then go back and I talk about we need to buy a new car for the the mobile medical division because they're having problems and I think I need a new one speak to the bank the financing and I break I unpack it you get the idea right and then I remember oh my gosh the dog vaccinations have to be done the dog has a page we go to the dog's page and if it didn't have a page it now has a page because it's very important to me i then put the stuff in the dog page and I start unpacking my life into a book all right and when I finished my meeting, I do nothing about it generally because I've done the, the urgent things that could be kind of sorted out immediately. And then that night I sleep. Boy, do I sleep well, because you know what? It's all there waiting for me. Tomorrow when I wake up, it's waiting for me. I don't have to carry it with me anymore. I don't have to keep beating myself up about all the balls I'm dropping and all the things I haven't done. Okay. I like to, do, to push all the way through. And that's why it takes me like eight hours. Because once I've done all the tasks, I've got no more issues. I've got all my issues in my book or box, all right? All my issues. I then start with assigning tasks and timelining, put my diary right. I need to go and have a meeting with uh, Mr. Smith because uh, we haven't done that for him yet. I will take my diary, pull out, start making the bookings, whatever it might be. So by the time I'm done, I'm actually ready to face the crisis again because I'm bigger than it. I have unpacked it and I've made it happen. And you ask about mental health and people might say, um, how do I do it? It's my solution. I've taught many ladies before. Um, I believe that your most trusted partner has to be yourself. Because you can't lie to you. That's what it boils down to. You know, I can tell someone that, oh no, I didn't intend that. Or no, I didn't do that. Or I did do that. Yeah. But I—that
0: that is huge like I if you're watching this on a replay like go back and rewind and listen <laughs> to that again like I'm going to because I'm like that is awesome because I see how you, after putting all of those things down and getting they're they're not in your mind anymore that's the thing that is so hard is that you know I have you know my kids and my this and my dad and this person and business and household and husband and like there's all of these things and yeah you know feeling like you just are not able to do it all. And so I just think that is an incredible technique. And that makes a ton of sense because that's that's a huge reason why you've been able to have so much success because you have to be able to, in that moment, you have to, whatever it is with business or family, you have to be able to make the decision and make it work, you know, and make the, the best one that you can with the situation that you're in. And it's just, it's just not easy when you have, you know, it feels like, well, you know, fire hydrant of water coming at you all the time, you know. Well, you know, I I started doing this um, out
1: of, I, I mean, it literally started. I started doing this the first time. I mean, I had this really big crisis. I didn't know what to do, and I just felt like I was going to crack. Um, I didn't have a really uh, good support structure, in as much as no one really understood me. My mom always just says, "I don't know where you come from," and that's all I get. So. Um, I, I, and she says, I love you and I respect you, but I don't know where you come from. So, okay. Um, so I just, I just did it one day out of just desperation almost. And I want to just tell you that somewhere in January, that's why I say I have these books now because about two, three weeks ago it was January. So I have a routine of forcing myself to, uh, yes. Okay. So call them goals, call them targets when I'm done, call them whatever you want to, but all my dreams and ambitions for the next while are here and my crises and, and everything else, because I'm a piece again. Do I work hard in between? Absolutely. I mean, I have targets. I've got to get the taxes paid. Um, that doesn't just take that away. But I can, when I have a meeting with my finance department now, I just go to the finance page and I, I sound so incredible. She's like, you've got such great insight. Do you know why? I took the time to get so, the insight. <laughs> and so I don't have to run around like a crazy person before a meeting. So I look good. Um, I just go to
0: my notes. <laughs> that is so awesome. And, and honestly, I did. It, did it, somebody teach you that? Is that you know something that a mentor gave you. Just kind of came up with it, and it's worked. It's for you. just a me thing. I was having. I was honestly
1: having a free card. I was having a free card, and I didn't know what to do. And so what I did is I took a book and a pen, and I took myself to a hole in the wall restaurant, and I sat there and. I wanted to just sob and sob and I was like, I have a pen, what am I going to do? And I just started, literally what I'm doing, I just put put something on every single page, um, the header and then I just started populating my, my, even my emotions to a large extent, I just, just got it all out and uh, thank goodness I gave myself a day for it. Um, it was a Friday, so I thought I'd be there for maybe three hours and take the rest of the day off because I was having a crisis, I needed time out in the meantime, I spent eight hours there. They loved the business. Um, you know, I tried to eat almost as much as I could. <laughs> um, and, and they left me alone. They, they enjoyed it. And then it became my little uh, secret hideaway place that I would go and do this. So, but it's not often, it's just from time to time when I needed it. But as I say, this has become, now become a routine in my life. Um, so it's, it's like, you know, going to the dentist or whatever you have to do, just, routine maintenance. Um, So it's my mental well-being maintenance. Hell, this was how many years ago? It was long ago. (laughs) About 26, 27 years ago, I I had that crisis. Yeah.
0: Love doing these interviews. You get so many good secrets and nuggets for people of like what they have done to literally, you know, launch their business and have so much success. Oh, it's so good. Um, I was going to ask you a question that and 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 this might tie into this you know because i feel like people are having crises left and right Mm -hmm. and we're not properly dealing with them but and maybe this has something to do with it but what is with the great resignation all these people that are leaving their jobs like what are they looking for why why do you think that this is happening
1: you know um it's, it's it's such a wonderful question because I guess in many ways, I'm part of that because I'm no longer present in my company, but I run it from a distance. Of course, I fly over and I pop in and I do my thing and I'm involved, but not like I used to be. So uh, there's all these different movements um, of, of almost inner awakening where you realize I don't need to chase uh, the, the rainbow anymore. You know, people are wanting to say, you know, I can, I can downscale my life and I can have the quality of life now. You know, we've watched our parents' age and and just work until their dying day, and you just kind of wonder, well, what was that about? Um, I think a lot of my generation is going through that. what What I'm finding with my generation, which is just incredible, is this whole hobby almost of second careers. You know, they've pretty much made it in the world out there. They're either directors or or just something like that. And I mean, I, I, I've got a friend who's a hairdresser now. it's I think she was sixty two. Uh, and she decided, I- I'm now going to be a hairdresser. I have another friend who's an IT. He was the, the chief IT officer of a company. And he just became a truck driver. A truck driver? <laughs> I don't know. So I think that's also part of the great resignation is we did what we had to do. And a lot of people are starting to want to do what they want to do. And
0: yeah.
1: kudos to them, you know. Um but a lot of then there's the other side of the great resignation where people are climbing corporate ladders because all these other people are leaving gaps now, so people are are hopping jobs from um, you know where they were before feeling unappreciated, and so a lot of the great resignation isn't just people leaving the job market, but obviously just internal movement you know from from one corporate corporation to another. So yeah, I, I do understand it. I really do because I'm kind of living that lifestyle. I've completely um, downgraded my life. I live in a one-bedroom condo. Um, I, I work part-time. I have a part-time American job now. I'm working with, believe it or not, immigrant truck drivers. <laughs> um, okay. It's it's just so much fun. I, I uh, it, it's just different, you know. Uh, I'm doing it for fun, and it, it's just great to be doing something I enjoy on the side, as well as still being able to do my normal job. I feel for, I feel very fortunate to do that. So anyway, that's just. But yeah, I think there's many factors, and COVID has taught us we can do exactly what we're doing now. You know, I, I mean, I, I do so much more in a day than I did before. Uh, I didn't think that was humanly possible. But beforehand, you would go see, you'd go, I would go see three clients, and I would be exhausted because of the driving, get together, etc. I mean, now you can do six meetings back on back, um, and not leave your house.
0: That's amazing! I'm grateful for it every day. I was in the car today. That's- our, our, our time was a little bit late. I was like, I don't even know what traffic is like anymore. <laughs> it's just so odd, yes. but no, I I enjoy it. Like, I feel like in the beginning, it was just crisis and crazy, but now mm. you know, getting good at the virtual world has really been, it's been a godsend because it allows mm. me to be a lot more efficient. So mm. I think psych- it's
1: likely why I've taken on this job is because um, I... For for about three and a half years now, I've been working, uh, you know, remotely, and and I've been working like this anyway for three and a half years, living in California and living in Texas and traveling because um, I love travel. So I like living and I love America. You guys are awesome. <laughs> uh, every place I've been, people are just really, really, really phenomenal, and um, I just it's it's such such a wonderful opportunity to be able to do this. I've worked very hard to be able to do it. It didn't just fall in my lap. But I started finding that I was becoming a little, although my life is so huge, I mean, I'm, I'm running businesses, I'm, I'm doing deals, I'm employing people, I'm, I'm doing all the fun stuff, my world became too small for me. Um, I was waking up having meetings at, at 10 p.m. until 3 a.m., uh, sleeping then again until 11, going to the gym going to the store to get something coming back to be ready for for my meeting at 10 p.m. Um, I was becoming too small in my world and I decided no, I think it's time to do something that's completely out of my um, my norm And uh, yeah now I, I do a lot of support and stuff and, and work with the trucking industry and it's it's not going to last forever. it's not going to yeah. last forever but um, I'm in a unique position. I'm I'm creating new jobs for people or or I'm busy creating new systems. So it's what I like to do. And um, and it gets me in the car twice a week, sometimes um, into an office where I see real people. (laughs) Um, And it's again, good for my mental health.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's so, oh my gosh, I love it. Um, It it seems like you're kind of at a crossroads figuring out like, what's my next what's the next thing that I'm gonna do? So
1: it's- uh, Yeah, I think this is my next. This is what it is though. I mean, and, and, and that's what, it took me a while to accept that this is my next. And uh, for now, I'm actually, I'm, I'm comfortable in this uncomfortable situation, but it's it's good. Um, we'll see what's my next next. And I think this is what we're talking about. The great resignation is there's so many yeah. of us looking for that next.
0: That next next, absolutely, absolutely. So I have one more question and I have a kind of a fun little thing. Um, so how, how does an entrepreneur's financial literacy, I always ask a financial question because that's the industry that I'm from, but how do you feel like that their financial literacy can help get them to where they need to be faster or maybe how yours has helped you?
1: That's obvious. I mean, it, it, you know, you can't make money if you don't understand money, right? I mean, it, it's simple. You, you can't, it's just, you have to know what you're doing. So, uh, it's, it's absolutely vital. So I think my, my passion for accounting at high school is as is, is low grade as it is to a large extent. Um, I just loved it. it it's the silliest thing, but it, it just somehow was my, my little thing. Um, I then did my MBA and then I was a mom and it was just too much for me. So I didn't finish it, but I did really well with the financial portion of my MBA that I was studying. And I believe that that's what's given me the grounding. Is just to understand accounting. So when I work with my financial division, um, it was actually way amazing. My financial manager said to me the other day. She said to me, I've, "I've worked in a few different places, and I just love working with you because you absolutely know what's going on. I can ask you, you know, I need to post this. How do I uh, how do I handle this transaction? And you will always talk to about you know to me about both sides of the transaction, or you know, if we have to do a journal or the impact of it, uh, the tax implications." Um, you know all that kind of stuff and I was like really I've had other bosses and it's just so awesome to be able to work with someone who understands my world. because if you're going to trust someone else again who do you trust the most in the world if you're going to just be blase about the one thing that you're working so hard for oh come on you're not going to have any (laughs) so no is, 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 I know it's a long answer, but I, I do believe very much that financial literacy is the beginning and end of being able to make money. And with money, you can touch lives. I mean, even if you want to be a, a non-profit, you need money. Yeah. So we need to. It's vital.
0: Absolutely. Oh, I'm so glad that you said that. And the reason why she loves you so much is because you have the list, because you're on top of all those things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. I'm glad. Right. That's what it is. Um, okay, so I'm gonna ask you a couple questions that are just like this or that kind of silly, like um, which would you prefer, nice car or nice home interior? I would go for a nice home interior, but probably I would almost go say neither
1: because that's me. Um, if it's gonna cost me um, money that I could invest in a property and I could be getting a, um, you know, a rental from, and then that rental is gonna pay for me to be able to do really cool things, um, sorry. My house is ordinary, which it is. Um, I'm one of those. I drive a really ordinary car. Okay, I do have, I must be honest, okay? I have I have two cars, two homes, two lives, right? Because I have one in each country, each continent. Um, but they, they're both pretty humble. And, um, but I do get to, yeah, I do, to me, it's about exploring. And yeah, I also have this big thing about financial investing. So, but anyway, I would still, I guess, a house interior because it would up the value of my house. Okay.
0: Okay. Um, These seem like silly questions because, like, in the grand scheme of things, what we just talked—no, I know, I know, I know—it's just like <laughs> they're I'm like just a serious individual. Those silly, things. silly stuff like, like sneakers or sandals. 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 Okay. Online shopping or in-store shopping? Each it has its place, you know. um, So
1: yeah, uh, you got to get out. You got to get out, and you got to touch and feel. So I love that. Um, online shopping, I tend to do when I'm looking for something a little more expensive. Um, and and, and I, I want to look at the features, you know, to go to a shop, forget it. So I think yeah. it depends on the item. But I, I do tend to do, I don't do online shopping for groceries and stuff. No, I want to. But then again, I'm going to be honest. It's an adventure for me right now. I don't know all the brands, you know. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying different brands and different kinds of food. And I mean, you guys have grape jelly. Yeah, okay, you grew up with it, but I've never had grape jelly until the other
0: day. It was yeah. brilliant.
1: I was like, I really like this stuff. And if I didn't oh. go to the store, I wouldn't have seen it.
0: <laughs> Wait till you go to Hawaii and you have chantilly sauce. That's like, I didn't have it for I was like, in my 40s, it was the best. Oh, this, lovely. this has been my whole life. Uh, and it's not light at all, but it's wonderful. Um, okay, passenger or driver.
1: Oh, okay. It's usually driver. I must be honest. But then again, on a long road trip with my man next to me, I feel spoiled. And then it's him. But am I scared to do it myself? Not at all. I mean, I'll do it. So either way,
0: I would always want to be the driver. But every time we get in the car, my husband is like, "You drive too slow." Although I don't think I drive slow at all. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just drive, babe. We'll get there faster. Like. Whatever you want, hon, I'll just sit over here. Do what I do. Um, well, that's all my questions. I am blown away by what you shared. I'm going to take some notes. Like, wait, what did you say that I love so much? You said going from a wannabe to a gonna be that just phenomenal, phenomenal. I can't, I can't wait to, uh, to share this. Uh, this is, this is the kind of stuff that I, I did this podcast for, you know, I do these interviews for, because I guess in some ways it's purely selfish because I want to be able to hear these things myself. But I also want to be able to share them with the world because I'm so grateful for the opportunity to talk to women and business owners that are blazing the trail for the people that come behind them. So this has just been an honor. Um, Manny Stain, is, she's an awesome lady and I'm so excited to know her and call her a friend. And Thank even you. though we, we haven't met each other in person yet, I can't wait to do that. Um, but I, I really admire what you've done and what you've been able to achieve. And um, I'm just really excited that we were able to have a chat today. So I appreciate your time.
1: Well, I just wanna say thank you. And I wanna just thank you for giving us um, a platform to be able to the indirectly or even directly mentor. Um, many people will never meet, but we can touch lives. And you'll find that the real entrepreneur is self-assured and loves nothing more than being able to have even just a little smidgen of a change or, or, or influence in, in somebody else's life. And uh, if that's what we can do today, then you've made my day. Thank you.
0: Awesome. And
1: thank you for what you do. I appreciate it. Uh, I, I really, may you be super successful. Um, you know, you you really are trailblazing and, and really, thank you for that.
0: Thank you. Well, I'm so excited that we shared some time together today. Everybody out there, just you know, this is Mandy Stain and then I will post also her her link to be able to uh, to follow her on on uh, Instagram, Facebook, whatever social media that you would prefer, Mandy, and um, everyone out oh, there. I suck just... Instagram, but yeah,
1: <laughs> that'll be great. <laughs> okay, or even my LinkedIn okay. profile, but yes.
0: Whatever, whatever works for you, I will I will post it. But everybody out there, you know, be inspired for a great life. Everybody, take care. Super, thank you. Bye bye.